What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoop, presented by our sponsor, Winstreak. We love Winstreak. We know you guys do, do too. It's simple if you don't know about Winstreak. You pick teams that you think are going to win. You accumulate points based on those picks, and then you win cash prizes weekly. Win streaks is 100% free to play sports from NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football that is now over. Got to wait for next season on that. But 100 players win cash prizes every week up to $2,000, guys. I'm telling you, it's simple, it's fun, and it's free. The contest runs every week, Monday to Sunday. Again, there is no deposits. And right now, you guys enter our referral code HHH by next week's show, January 17th. You will be entered to win a $50 game time gift card. All you have to do is download the Winstreaks app, use our referral code HHH. Jake's got it pulled up if you're watching on YouTube, the Winstreaks app. Make your picks for tonight. Use our code to sign up. And you'll be entered to win a $50 game time gift card. And then you can go see one of these sporting events in person. But don't forget, guys, download the Winstreaks app and start making picks. Points, winning prizes. Now, gentlemen, we're back. The NBA is still cooking. It's in full gear this time of year. We have a lot to get to this show. Uh, some new coaching news, which we don't yeah. usually talk about. Uh, a new show that's going to be featured about NBA players that I know the three of us are excited about. Got to go over some news and the NBA refs versus everybody. The <laughs> NBA refs find themselves in the thick of it again. We're going to end the show with that with that juicy stuff. But how are you gentlemen doing? I'm doing great, Donny. I'm doing great. We got a loaded, a loaded slate of games tonight, too. It's I know you're locked in on one specifically, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of good games on tonight, including everyone's maybe a preview for the NBA Finals. Of course, I'm talking Spurs-Pistons. Of course, I'm talking <laughs> Spurs-Pistons is on tonight. You know I'll be locked in for that. But, no, we, we got a bunch of good games at tonight. T-Wolves-Celtics being the big one. Didn't really think they'd be the two best teams, but here we are. So I'm I'm ready to just be locked in on some basketball today. And like I said, you know, I said last week, college football coming to the end. The NFL playoffs are starting. We're officially in basketball season. I'm locked in on college basketball, too. And now the NBA is really starting to get going. And what perfect timing, you know, once we finally get in the basketball season to drop the news of an NBA players show. This is yeah. the players league. We get a players show, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. It's, been, it's a great week. Great week of hoops coming up. Uh, I can't wait to get this show underway. Let's get to it. Let's do it, guys. Let's start the news and notes like we always do right off the bat. I mean, this sucks. We, we texted about it on the side when both of these happen. Obviously, John Morant's much worse. Uh, out first season, I believe he tore his labrum. Uh, it's just it just sucks, man. Like we last week we had we had the Grizzlies in that fringe kind of group of yeah. teams. Are they a pretender? Are they uh, a contender? And, you know, we uh, I think we went back and forth with the Grizzlies. They're a tougher one just because how bad they started. But, I mean, a guy like John Morant, you have him on your team. You have a decent roster around him. You kind of 
always have a fighting chance. And, you know, just a week ago, we were talking about them in that light. And now here, uh, here, John Morant is out for the remainder of the season after all the bullshit he went through off the court uh, to make it back was playing well. It's just all you can say about this is it, it really sucks, man. Uh, hopefully a speedy recovery for Ja. That's it's tough. I mean, it, you know, yeah. we still pulled out a good one last night without him, but it, it's tough to yeah. see. It's tough to see good things for the Grizzlies moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most exciting players in the NBA to watch when he's on the court. So it's tough, you know, and the Grizzlies are in that weird spot too, right, where you're not really going to blow it up because I still like this team. But it's almost like, what, do you just ride this season out at this point, right? This entire season was kind of banking on Ja coming back after 25 games. And I know the Grizzlies didn't expect to start as poorly as they did. But even with how poorly they started, we kind of saw, like, well, maybe this team can kind of figure it out when Ja gets back. And, you know, the biggest concern I have with Ja is, like, is he going to be focused on basketball? And it felt like he was for the, you know, first first couple of weeks he came back. It felt like he was and now you have something where it's a season-ending injury, you know, obviously out of his control, but he's missing more basketball. And it's just obviously completely different circumstances where you have Cha, you know, getting himself in trouble beforehand. But now this injury, it's like we're just – basketball's missing Ja Morant again. And this is a guy who, when he's on the court, it's just better for the entire league. And so to not have Ja again or get robbed of Ja again is just it's just so sad. Like like we talked about it last week. We didn't really know if the Grizzlies were gonna make that run, but it did not matter. When Ja's healthy, the Grizzlies are appointment television. And it's yeah. to, you know, be robbed of that for oh, honestly feels like like two and a half years now. Yeah. I mean, you said it you said it perfectly there, Steve. It's just it's a terrible loss for the league. Terrible loss for the Grizzlies, especially to see how he was playing when he first came back. He was right back to it. Like that first game back was one of the most electric games I've watched all year yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a shame. It's a real shame that he's out and injured. Hopefully, hopefully recovers well and recovers fine. Uh, but yeah, for the Grizzlies too, it's just it's a tough season, a lost season, especially when you look at the Western Conference and just like where they kind of would have been if Ja was healthy and available all season, they probably would have been one of the top three or four teams in this conference, yeah. the way it's kind of taking out right now. Uh, so lost year for them, lost year for him. Hopefully he gets back healthy, and next year the Grizzlies are back on our TV screens, contending in the Western Conference, and Ja's on a revenge tour, just dunking all over everybody <laughs> again. That's all we could help for. Yeah, it's uh, it it's just it just sucks. Like like we keep saying, we want to see Ja out there. You know, I don't know too much about um, returning from the specific injury that he has, but I mean, at the at the very least, at least it's not like a, a lower leg injury where right um the rehab could take you know how, however long, and um, he'll at least have his legs underneath him when he gets back eventually. Quick question, it just came to me now when you guys uh, were talking about it amongst yourselves. Marcus Smart, do you think mm-hmm. there's any chance the Grizzlies try to move a guy like Marcus Smart at the deadline? Just because I feel like, you know, they didn't go all in this offseason, mm-hmm. but I think they kind of thought, you know, how how well they competed without Ja last year and then how good they looked when Ja returned. Right. Um, and they, they go out and get another guard who ultimately would compliment Jaw. And now they find themselves in definitely a losing situation, a losing season. 
and they brought Smart in. He's only getting older at this point. You know, obviously, yeah. I think I still think he has a lot left in the tank. But do, do you guys think they entertain that at all, or do you think Marcus stays put? I think the Grizzlies just kind of stay put because I really don't – they're in that weird spot, right, where, you know, if Jaws healthy, this is a contending team. And when Jaws not mm. healthy, you know, we saw previous years they were they were doing all right, and then this year they start off really, really poorly. Um, I don't really think it's a spot where they want to make any moves because I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to really try to fight for the playoffs, and I also don't think they're a team that's going to blow it up or want to trade players like that because – Josh should be back next year, and yeah. they, they still have a really good core with this team. And so I would just kind of stay put where you are, you know, consider this kind of maybe a lost season, see what you got out of some of your younger guys maybe, just kind of play, see what you got out of these guys. Smart's been playing kind of well lately too. So yeah. if you could get a good deal for him that helps you for the future, sure. But in my mind, I think this is just like, all right, like just unlucky. Like our, our star player, you know, Hart sold this team, got hurt. Unlucky. We still got a lot of good, talented players on this team. We're just going to kind of play basketball this year and see where it goes. I don't think you hit the panic button, and I don't think you go like, oh, we got to really like do what we can to start winning games. Just just throw your lineup out there, and what happens, happens this year, and, and kind of focus on next year. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. It's it's it seems like other guys, even you know, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Smart hit like a ridiculous three with a dislocated mm-hmm. finger last night, and like didn't even notice yeah. until he was running away celebrating and like had his hands up and a th- uh, you know showing the three. Right. And one of his fingers is just sideways. Yeah. Uh, and Desmond Bain and him kind of had a moment at the end of the game. And that was kind of like the first time I was like, oh, damn, maybe Memphis loves smart, like how Boston did and the guys mm-hmm. are buying in. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't really necessarily believe that, but I just, you know, they are in a, in a weird position more than right. um, anything where right. they, you know, they just, uh, no one expected to lose jobs. Anything they yeah. were waiting patiently for him to come back after the suspension. And then they, this kind of blows up in their face, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they make any moves. Um, these next two guys, I can group them together. It's a little Ugh. better news, not good news, but uh, better. Halliburton will be reevaluated in a couple of weeks with a strained hamstring. He did this the other night against uh, my Boston Celtics. He did fell in like a weird split You're position. So weird, man. It's just like awkward more than anything, and even like the way he had to get carried out. It, it I thought it was painful. season ending the way he I got know. carried out. Yeah, he looked like it was like he's he's out long term. The way right. it goes. so I'm, I guess it's good news, right? That it's only should be a couple of weeks. We'll see if it exactly. extends, but. Man, dude, the way the way that injury happened, Donnie, I I thought it was it was season over for the Pacers too, and yeah. I was like, there, there's no way, there's no way you're taking Halliburton and Moran from me. It's it's yeah. the same I time. Two of my favorite players to watch, man. But the good news is, should only be a couple of weeks. Pacers just gotta, you know, no pun intended, keep pace. You know, just just don't blow yeah. up like you have without Halliburton. They're playing the six and thirty Wizards tonight. Just beat the Wizards. <laughs> you can beat the Wizards without Halliburton. Just win the games that you should. You'll be all right. But tough, man. You guys know how I feel about Halliburton. I mean, I think right. he's the best playmaker in the NBA. So that that was a tough sight to see. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. It was. I was just like you guys. I was nervous about that injury. It looked yeah, really bad early on, but glad to hear reevaluating a couple weeks. Hopefully, he's back in a couple weeks and back on his all NBA level pace that he's been. Yeah, oh yeah. Re- re- 
we want to see Tyrese back out there. And, you know, shout out. The Pacers got the job done that night, too. Like, they came yep. back even, even after Halliburton uh, went out and they beat the Celtics. We'll talk about We'll talk about that game a little more at the end. Nothing to do with uh, nothing to do really with the Pacers, but a, a third party in that game. And Cade Cunningham, we mentioned. I, I'm kind of grouping him in with Halliburton. He has a a bit of a knee issue. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just think it's knee soreness is what they're calling it. But he'll be reevaluated in a week. Um, so I think you know, judging by the reports, I would assume Halliburton's out a little longer. It sounds like. Yeah, I would think so. And Cade, um, you know, maybe he could return it when, when he looked at it. Uh, Don't rush him back. Don't I rush him back. Right. Yeah, Cade there's no reason home. to, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> no reason to rush him back. I mean, just just make sure he's 100% before you bring him back. Last thing unless you want, they're, right? Unless they're trying to accomplish exactly what we were talking about last week, which they still haven't won uh, a game. So, yeah. so a week's time has passed. Yeah, not good. They were three not and thirty good. when we recorded last week. They're three and thirty-four yeah. um, as it stands right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they dropped. Yeah. They dropped four straight since the last time we recorded. Uh, so yeah, they're playing really closer good. though. They're playing yep. a little closer now. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, Steve's probably got the right idea though. Let's. How about we don't rush Cade back yeah. and uh, let him get healthy? If this is what the the Pistons are going to look like Embiid kind of similar. I think he just has the knee soreness going on a little concerning though. If you're Philly, right? He, he dropped the games around the holidays, came back, um, wasn't practicing. Now he's out for tonight's game against Atlanta, I believe. And we're getting close, right? We're getting close to that mark. We talked about it last show. Yeah, I think there's nine more games he's able to miss. Obviously, you know, he if he's actually injured, he's gonna he's going to miss more yeah. than that, um, if need be. But this, you know, everyone's talking about Embiid is right up there in the MVP conversation again. He's right up there in All NBA, which he'll he'll almost definitely secure that if he is able to beat mm-hmm. this threshold with the the 65 games that you have to play. But uh, it just sucks for Philly fans and Embiid fans alike that. Um, this new rule is imp- implemented, and he's he's been consistently banged up for the start of the season. So, you know, Philly, it just from a winning standpoint, doesn't want to see this. And then also, you know, I mean, people Pat Bev is talking about how this is one of the single greatest seasons ever if he if he can yeah. finish with these numbers, and it's yeah. uh, just sucks. I mean, if I'm Philly, man, I, I think you got to look at the postseason. You don't want to play this guy too much. If he needs yeah. to sit out nine more games and not win an MVP and focus on the playoffs and the MVP happens to go to a point guard on the Mavs, that should be okay by Philly fans. <laughs> Embiid got his MVP. Focus on the postseason. I, I think this say. team has the best chance to make a run than previous Philly teams. So focus on the postseason. Let Luka get his MVP and let Embiid make sure he's 100% before the playoffs. Something hilarious that I forgot to text you guys last night. I've turned on for about like a little, a little bit of the first half. I was watching yeah. Grizzlies Mavs last night. My girlfriend was over and she does not watch any basketball. Yeah, Takes yeah, yeah. one look at Luca and was like, I don't like that guy. I was like, why, <laughs> I was like, why don't you like him? She's like, he looks sloppy. Like, you're right. He does look, he does look a little, that's kind of his look. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, he's one of the best players in basketball. She's like, there's no way. Oh, so that's what Luca does way. to people. Luca just unassumingly yeah. is one of the best players in basketball. Those that's, that's I, she's a litmus test for a lot of my. But even when you things, watch some of the games too, right? You have a casual fan watch. Like he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. So no, exactly, that's, that's the thing. It he makes it right. look so easy, and it's 
It's like he's walking. Why can't they stop him? Like, I don't know. Right. Herky jerky in slow motion. Oh yeah. yeah, he's gonna hit that. Yeah, he's gonna make that layup. Yeah, it's it's crazy what he's doing right now. So I think he's if Embiid is out for and misses on these awards, it's it's got to be Luca as as the MVP. Unless Luka you're talking SGA, SGA right yeah. now. Yeah, and you got you guys brought me up more on the SGA. It, it probably I don't see him getting it over Luca though. I don't I, because I don't. because they Especially like to give it to guys who are. Well, the anywhere close. close, yeah. If they're but, anywhere close, it's got to be Luca. And they would rather know. give it to the guy who's been in the conversation the Absolutely. last couple of years rather than yeah. the newcomer yeah. to it too. And Luca has definitely been in that conversation and just hasn't had like the team success, like you got, like you're saying. Right. So if they're in the four or five seed or something like that, you got to give it to him. I don't know if you guys saw, but like the last ten games, Luca's first half stats, he's averaging like twenty four six and five. Like stupid numbers in the first half. It's just that like, was, all right, kid, that just was play MVP him. numbers in like 2012, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like it's it's actually absurd what he's been doing in like the first half. You guys know I've been sending you like box scores. I feel like oh every time like when I'm watching a Mavs game, I'm like I I think it was the one. I was like I gotta show you guys this this box score. It was like two minutes into the third quarter. Luca had 32 already. Kyrie had 24, and the next highest Mavs score was six. And yeah, it's right. it's one of those things. Just get him some help. Get, help the team success. But because I honestly like, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I want Luca to win this thing. But if Embiid plays the uh, the number of games he needs to to win the MVP, it's his to lose right now, man. It's it's his to lose. He's been the most dominant player in basketball this year, and you, you really can't argue anyone else. As much as I'd love to argue a few other names, you really can't. I, I watched enough of the Philly games with Embiid and. You know, as much as we don't like James Harden on this pod to talk about how this Philly team looks better after you lose a guy like that because of Embiid and just look again, not the, just the difference of the Philly team when Embiid doesn't play, but the difference of the 76ers of how Tyrese Maxey plays without Embiid. It yeah. looks like he's not even a star. Yeah. Like he looks lost. Like Embiid just helps so many guys around him. And that's big for me and an MVP too. And, you know, obviously he's just been, he's, I think he's been the most dominant big. In the paint since Shaq. I mean, yeah. nobody, nobody can stop Embiid in the paint this year. I mean, no. you can't even try. And he's, he's he's improved his playmaking substantially this year, too, right? He saw Jokic won a couple MVPs because he knew how to pass. He's like, I could try that, too. And it, it, it works. Yeah, we I, I don't think before this season we saw Joel, you know, doing one-hand passes from the no. perimeter. And you kind of see it on a regular basis now, and it's – it's something, man. I mean, when when these guys, how good they are at what they do, put their mind to something or or try to open up a new part of their game, it, it's seamless to to some of these yeah. guys at the at the top of the league. And Embiid is definitely one of those guys. And it's crazy we we're talking about, you know, SGA, Luca, Embiid, Jokic is the next name. Giannis is probably the next name after yep. that. These are all international guys. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this is all international guys who are, you know, it's probably going to be one of those guys who win the mvp and if we did uh, usa it, versus international we get dusted right now yeah USA, what do you say yeah. would get dusted moment, i don't think yeah. i'd ever say that about the nba but it's true i mean who's who goes up against that five we, yeah no for the us <laughs> who's going up against that five 
not great. And we, our, we our time that names. we do put up does not have the youth on their side. You know, I mean, Mm-mm. probably our only like, young guy that we'd put on that team would be Tatum, right? Yeah. The rest would be like KD, LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, Anthony Edwards, right? You'd probably put him. And, in there, yeah. yeah, Davis. Davis is really Davis would be doing a lot of heavy lifting in yeah. that in that yeah. game. A lot, a lot of defense for Anthony. But it'd just be hoping that like LeBron, Curry, and Durant play like they do in their prime. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that all that being said, league's in great hands. Um, speaking of hands and throwing them, Draymond Green is uh, returning to practice. He's back at practice this week. The return for him is TBD. I guess I don't think they've targeted a date, but I mean, we Dunny, you know what all... it is. As soon as we end this podcast, that's yep. when the return is going to be announced. Yep. We talked about this before. We we know we know when the return is. Just yep. it's probably going to be in about. 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah, wait, wait. Load is going to show up on NBA Countdown and be like, uh, Draymond Green will return to action tonight against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Yep. We, we kind of break news every show. It just gets broken. <laughs> kind of. <Yeah. laughs> Directly after we record. You know what? Let's just start taking chances at this point. Let's just put, let's just put stuff out there because it's going to be announced after the pod anyways. And then we're like, yeah, we had it 30 minutes before Woj. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm actually going to look at the Warriors schedule right now and see if I can pick. There's got to be something coming up where it's it's too perfect for them not to do it. Let's Home see. Home game on Pelicans national television. Bulls. Sign Draymond up for that. Oh, it's it's going to either be Saturday, January 13th against the Bucks. Oh, or the 15th, or Monday the 15th against the Grizzlies. No, that, those are my Saturday. two guys. It's probably Saturday. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. So let's mess in that game. just just for the clip. This isn't this isn't real disclaimer. This <laughs> this isn't facts. Um, but now that I said that, uh, this just in on Happy Hour Hoops, Draymond <laughs> Green will be returning January Saturday, January thirteenth against the Milwaukee Bucks. There you go. You heard it here first. Heard it here. Love it. Um, just just <laughs> to get that, Woj. Take that, yeah. Woj. <laughs> Um, one, one piece of news I didn't put in here for you guys, but I saw it right before we hopped on is there's no timetable. So I didn't feel necessary to put it on, but, uh, Ben Simmons in, uh, in front of the media earlier today said he's coming back soon. So, um, you know, soon for Ben Simmons in the past has mentioned a lot of things, but, um, obviously Brooklyn would like to see that. And, uh, I was going to say kind of crazy that we're saying like Brooklyn would really like that would really like to have Ben Simmons back right now. Um, they yeah, he that. looked he they looked good in his now. his short stint. Uh, yeah, he did. At the beginning of the season, so and that, he helped them be... substantially with defense and, and depth as well. And that's something they've really been lacking the uh, last yes. month or so, for sure. So we'll we'll see. Stay stay tuned in with us on all those injuries, um, and we hope we hope these guys who can be back will be back soon. The biggest news in coaching in the NBA in a while: Eric Spolstra, <laughs> new. Con- Eight he years, twenty million dollars. Uh, we were talking about last week. I think Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA. Well deserved. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think this is extremely well deserved. Did you guys see what the Miami Heat did for him while this was no. in the works? He, uh, Eric Spolster, just just finalized his divorce with his now ex wife, and they waited to 
sign this contract until all the divorce stuff was done. So wow, so wow, was just Miami, Miami's taking care of Spolstra, wow. huh? Wow, they, yes. so they were probably ready to do this. Probably yeah. agreed to like seven yeah. months ago, and he's like, guys, can we like? That's heat culture right there. That is heat culture. culture. I mean, and this the thing we say, right? Like we we joke about it though, but like with heat culture, the Heat are the same type of team every single year. I I think there are a few coaches in the NBA that are really truly very impactful. I think a lot or other you just kind of rotate them in every couple of years. Spolster is one that is truly impactful. Every Mm -hmm. it, it feels like every single player, like you get the best out of them in Miami. And it's you know, one of these guys where you look at the roster, even when they have injuries, like other oh, guys just step up. And I think coaching is a big part of that. Well deserved. I think he's the best coach in the NBA right now. Probably, you know, second best after Popovich if we're talking about, you know, all the like, current coaches yeah. and what they've done. But right now, I mean, who in the NBA would you rather have coaching your team than Eric Spolstra? No one. Right. Yeah. It, it, Spolstra is awesome in that regard too just because i feel like you know there's so many coaches who are good coaches because they know how to address the players they have a good demeanor or they speak good in front of the media um he has all that and then you know if if they if the heat needed after timeout play like you can count on yeah. spolster to draw it up if they need to adjust and change their defense three times during a game like it seems like that's seamless and he has the guys doing it and he knows what sets to put them in uh, he knows which guy, whether it's Hero, Bam, or Butler, to play through uh, against certain matchups. And I feel like, you know, a, a good coach in the league today has like one or two of those things. And Spolster just kind of has has the whole package in that regard. And yeah, yeah I mean, nothing else you can say other than he's deserving of this. I, I saw a note that, you know, this this might mean even more money for Steve Kerr when he's due for his extension. Crazy. Yeah, and right. I was curious because, like, Steve, I feel like the way you said it, like, Steve Kerr came to mind when you said, you know, other coaches. I, I thought you were going to go this way, but you said they can either, you know, kind of be, like, swapped in every two years or yeah. they have a guy like Steph Curry yeah. on your team. It's like, do I think Steve Kerr is a good coach? Like, at, at some point I have to say, yes, he's a good yeah. coach because, you know, all of the success isn't 100% because of Steph Curry, but – just think and about also the, the players like him too. The players want to play right. for him, which I think is important in the NBA. You you need yeah. to have those guys want to play yeah. for you. So, like, do I think Kerr is deserving of big money as far as NBA coaches go? Yeah. Do I think he deserves more than the contract Eric Spolster just got? No way, man. No, and no, I, I, I agree just, with you. I, I just thought that was crazy that like immediately Spolster gets paid and we just uh, again go back to talking about Steve Kerr and it's just like think about the the teams in recent years that Spolster has brought to the NBA finals and the teams that he's taken down in the Eastern conference and compare that, you know, obviously has like, he's not on the same level as, as far as rings go um, to Steve Curry as half the rings that Steve Curry has. But um, I don't know. I just, I thought that was just a crazy way for the NBA media to, to throw Steve Curry's name into the, to the conversation. again. No, I, I, I agree with you, Donnie. I mean, it, it's one of those things, right. Where, it's like you can't really punish the coach for having a generational player or something like that. But at the same time, too, you have to take that into consideration a little bit. Like this, yep. like his championships, look what they want. They had Kevin Durant for two of them. <laughs> like, yep. like they had Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, who when they retire are probably both going to be top 10 players of all time. 
Yeah. yeah. Like these Miami Heat teams, these recent Miami Heat teams. I love Jimmy Butler. I love Bam Adebayo. I don't, they're never going to be top 10 players of all time. And if you look at how, you know, these teams were constructed or what happened, you know, with the Warriors, it was like, you, well, plus you had Clay Thompson too, who I know he's struggling lately, but he's one of the greatest shooters of all time too. Yep. But you look at these Warriors teams and you're like, how, how are they successful? It's all because of these superstar players. You know, you, at the end, when it's all said and done, there's going to be like four or five Hall of Famers from Steve Kerr's Warriors, you know, his core teams. Mm-hmm. With like Spolstra, you look at like these Miami Heat teams, it's just these guys step up every single time. He just gets the best out of his players. And the Warriors do to a point, too. I'm not saying they don't. There's a lot of players who have gone to the Warriors and made impacts, whether it's off the bench or, you know, towards the end of the career or just young guys. But – with that being said, I don't think there's anyone right now who gets the most out of his players than Eric Spolstra, and I think he's proven that year in, year out. Yeah, man. Uh, can't say enough about Spo. He uh, definitely definitely deserving of the money. Love that. Love that the Heat helped him out through uh, through his time of divorce as well. Um, kind of cool move having your coaches back like that. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, a heat that's, culture thing, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most heat culture thing. They're like, we love Spo, Spo. We're gonna, you know, do them as good as we can. And there you go. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And um, what maybe this this will only ma- motivate the zombie heat even more, probably. So I'm sure we'll just see them continue to climb the standings as the season goes on here. Oh yeah. Um, other news today that just came out. If you guys have seen the Netflix show quarterback, the NBA is making their own version of this. No name yet, but NBA documentary series starring the likes of Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, DeMontis Sabonis, Anthony Edwards, and Jason Tatum. I mean, I we texted about this earlier, but I am absolutely amped for this. Yeah. I only watched a few episodes of the, the quarterback series. I was going to say I, the same thing. I didn't care I thought it was, it. Yeah, I, you know, I thought it was cool, but like, I felt like I kind of knew, like, quarterbacks, you know about them more than any other athlete in every other sport. I feel like they're, you know, they're, they're the shine. They're yes. the one that everyone talks about when the game's on. And, you know, of course, you could say that about LeBron James, but all the other guys on this list, like, and LeBron, you know, they're doing it for the draw. I'm sure there's a bunch of cool shit that we can still learn about LeBron James too. But all these other guys, you know, I I'm, I'm I know already that Jimmy Butler has an interesting story, but I don't really know about it. Sabonis has a, a super interesting story, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And then Ant and Tatum, you know, rising superstars who, you know, who doesn't want to learn about these two guys who in theory will be, you know, at least part of the face of the league moving forward. So I, I'm – I'm amped about this show. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah, and I, I think we see the five names, right? The NBA. I say it all the time. It's a players' league. We see these five names, and it's like you got five stars. You got you got five superstars right here that are willing to do this. And I love that because I feel like sometimes in other leagues you would have to you know pull teeth to get guys to do this. First off, we know. Nobody would want to do this more than LeBron James. Like oh this is God. this is right oh up his God. alley right here. <laughs> LeBron is so excited for this. Um, 
But the the other names too, I think it's awesome. Like Demontis Sabonis, I was very excited to see his name on the list because this is a guy that I've been saying for years is a player that you know a lot of people sleep on because they don't really watch him. He was in Indiana when they were kind of irrelevant. Then he went to the Kings, who play late at night. And if you're not watching the NBA every night like we are, you really don't kind of see what he does. But he's been putting up ridiculous numbers. He's been a big part of the Kings' turnaround the past couple of years. So I'm interested to see that. Also, too, you know, he's a foreign player, which I think yeah. that'll be kind of a cool angle to go on with the uh with this show. I told you I wasn't too interested in the quarterback thing because I just I didn't really care too much. They didn't seem too too interesting to me. But man, the NBA players, I mean like I said, it's a players league. I I can't wait to kind of see this. The only thing is uh I think we'll probably get multiple of these down the road. Multiple players will just never see Nikola Jokic, unfortunately. <laughs> as he much as I'd want to no as much as I'd want to I think that might be the only NBA player we'll just never see. I just no. I do. But uh, I'm I'm excited, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, Jokic is never, never, <laughs> ever doing one of these. That's for sure. That's so funny. No, this is gonna be great. And like you guys said about the quarterback show, like it was Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. and Marcus Mariota. Like exactly. This is a this is a different level with the five yeah. that they selected here. You got as the guys all you mentioned there, like LeBron being in it. Not surprising at all, but still, whatever kind of behind-the-scenes look we're going to get into LeBron James's everyday life will be oh, extremely interesting. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and then everybody else too. Like it's gonna. This is a great. This is a great idea for the NBA to kind of jump on and get us closer to these players and kind of just see like more in the day in the life because we know NBA players have a lot of downtime, like mm-hmm. generally during the like on off days and everything else. Just so to kind of see like how crazy or or laid back their lives are when that, whatever they choose to be is going to be really interesting. And I think it's just, the NBA is the best at this, that connecting you yeah. to an individual and making you feel like, like, you know, them and like you're connect, like you're connected to that player and their journey and their story and everything else. It's the reason that we love this sport so much. We all have our, like, we talk about our favorite players on here all the time. And uh, so it's going to be a great opportunity. The fact that my favorite player of all time, LeBron James, Jason Tatum <laughs> being on there for Dunny, we got Sabonis on there for for Steve. If only Luca was on this show for you, <laughs> we, we have the trifecta. But yeah, Sabonis, I gotta wait. I gotta wait for Luca. <laughs> It'll become. I'm most interested in seeing Jimmy Butler though. Jimmy Butler, really? yeah, I think so, bro. Yeah. Because he's got to be Edwards. Well, I think Ant Man will be crazy stuff too. Yeah. But Jimmy Butler, like big face coffee. Maybe we get True. some Shakira on the show. Like who knows what yeah. Jimmy Butler's gonna be up to True. in South Beach? But it's it's gonna be a good time no matter what. Yeah, man. Uh, exactly. I, I'm excited. Like exactly. Steve said, I'm excited for Ant too. Like the him kind of like being a movie star in the that Adam Sandler movie True. before he even really mm-hmm. came into his game, and now like yeah. he is that superstar that he's portraying in the movie. I think you know if they even if they go into that a little bit, I think that'll be a cool angle. And yeah, like Jake nailed it. Obviously, I'm I'm super excited for uh, the Tatum episode. Yeah, that should, I mean that watching that should be a blast. Um, and I'm I'm definitely keep my eye out for it. I'm gonna be checking Netflix. I'm sure it's gonna be in the the coming soon category, and I can get a date on that soon, hopefully. But yeah, um, that should be awesome. Something to watch. And now for the last segment, guys, NBA refs versus everybody. They've been in the news. I'm sure much more than they would like, much more than Adam Silver would like them to be in the news lately. 
Uh, it started, what, what was that? That was last week, right? The LeBron James three that his foot was or Dude, maybe I, two weeks it ago It feels now. like it was so long ago at this point, but you're probably right, yeah. Tony. It just, I think it was last of, week or the week before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, it felt like it was so long ago, but it's like, no, it wasn't. It, it just happened because there's something happening every single night, it feels like, with these. Yeah. Right, and that's why they're in the news, and not for a good reason. We had the LeBron James three that got missed, uh, like last week, a week and a half ago. Jalen Brown the other night, a uh, super controversial call that ended up costing the Celtics the game. Uh, he got hit on the head and then blocked. I believe it was Buddy Heald, uh that blocked him and hit him on the head. Called a foul on the floor. Jalen Brown's going to have two free throws. They come out of it, you know, claiming that he did hit him in the head, but it wasn't a foul. Um, they took it back. And it's funny because LeBron took to Twitter and to, even to defend Jalen Brown, like other people who weren't even involved yeah. in this game. Buddy Heald went up to Joe Missoula and uh, while it was being reviewed and admitted that he hit Jalen on the back of the head. And the refs still seemingly, you know, got it wrong, whatever. If they, they the, the two minute report that they, the refs put out last night was all over the place, super contradicting from what they said in the game. And even just the, there was uh, conflicting evidence in the report in itself. Uh, so just not a, not a good look. And then last night we had the, the Toronto Raptors versus the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the coach of the Raptors, Darko Rajak. I'm going to screw up his last name, but Rajakovic. Uh, Rajakovic. I think so. Rajakovic. Yeah, yeah Rajakovic. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, was a good effort, though, Dunny. That was a good effort. Thank I you. appreciate it. <laughs> that was, we'll just call him Darko. That was. <laughs> That was one of the more crazy tempers I've seen in a post-game yeah. presser oh as far God, as yeah. just speaking uh, passionately about the, the sport that you're playing. And he went off um, so much so saying some crazy things like we all love Scotty Barnes, but he was calling Scotty Barnes like the future face of the league. And mm-hmm. he was using all these exclamatories towards the NBA refs. Um, it looked like his eyes were going to pop out of his head. But the whole issue is that. The Lakers in the fourth quarter had 23 free throws attempted and the Raptors only had one and or two. So they only hit one and it was a super close game. But yeah, I mean, just any three of these situations where we can leave the LeBron one in the past. I just felt like it was recent. But like, what do you you guys think of the NBA refs? I mean, this this is we're not a stranger to this, but it seems like it's happening a lot more lately. I think there's a couple of reasons why it's happening. And I think the first one, and I know people are not going to want to hear this, but I think it's partly the player's fault because we have superstars. And I'm not talking just, you know, the stars in the team. I'm talking superstars, faces of the league, complaining every single time they don't get a call when they think they're hit. To the point now where you're going to have some refs that it feels like, oh, there's pressure on them. So anytime it's close, and if you watch these games too, guys, if you watch these games too, there's a lot of late whistles, right? There's a lot of late whistles where it's almost like if, like, let's say in the uh, uh, Raptors-Lakers game last night, for example, there were a few times Anthony Davis went uh, went up for a layup or went up, you know, contested shot. And if that went in, 
no whistle. But as soon as that ball kind of bounced off the top of the rim, that's when you heard the whistle. And it's like, I feel like sometimes so, there's so much pressure put on these refs because of these superstars constantly, constantly in the air, constantly complaining. Oh, it's like, I got to call it for them. And then when you don't call it for the other team, it just makes it so blatant, so obvious that, you know, you're kind of favoring the star players. And I get it. There's always going to be favoritism to star players in every single league. You see this in baseball with balls and strikes calls on the best hitters in baseball. You see this in football with the superstar quarterbacks and what type of contact can be had with oh them God. or the superstar wide receivers. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in every sport, but I think it's an extreme in basketball because of how vocal these superstar players are allowed to be be when they complain about calls and we look at this you know what happens when a ref goes the complete opposite direction it goes you know i'm going to be stubborn i'm not going to call anything on you or i'm going to toss you we saw the reaction when Jokic got tossed yeah. for just barking at the ref we've seen the reaction where a nba superstar will go up and you know think they get fouled and the complaint it's an automatic technical foul and that reaction is almost worse than the reaction of just yeah. calling the fouls so my biggest thing here is i just want to see more consistency right I understand that superstars are going to get more of a benefit of a doubt, but I'm tired of watching a game. And this is by someone who had Anthony Davis points prop last night, which smashed. All right. I loved that he got so many free throws at the end of the game, but I'm tired of like, if you think it's a foul, call it right away. I think that's part of the reason my Darko got so upset is like, it yeah. was like Anthony Davis or LeBron would go up. They'd wait the ball and hit the rim. It looks like it's not going in. Here comes the foul call. Yep. And mm -hmm. it's just like, and they were not, and then they're not calling on the other side, but you're calling fouls on Emmanuel quickly where he fouled out of the game, which probably could have impacted the game because he's been fantastic since he's been on the Raptors. But it's like, you're calling these ticky tack fouls on him. But then, you know, Scotty Barnes goes up there. looks like he gets mauled and there's no whistle. And it's just like, you got to have more consistency here. I'm tired of the late whistles. I think that's one of the big fixes is if you got to tell the refs, you're either going to call it right away. Or you're not going to call it. They're not perfect. They're going to miss calls. But the late whistles and the, you know, discrepancy in free throws when a superstar is playing on one team versus a team that has a bunch of other guys that aren't truly superstars. And I'm not saying Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam aren't like stars. I'm just saying they're not going to get those types of calls that a guy like LeBron gets, yeah. Kevin Durant gets, Jokic, Luka, Embiid. And not in L.A., that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And especially mm -hmm. on the road. But my biggest thing is I just want to see more consistency and I'm tired of the late whistles because I think that's where the big issue is. And I think that's where the coaches and the players get pissed off because you'll have a shot missed. Anthony Davis hands goes up in the air. Like I got fouled. And then here comes the whistle. Yeah. It's like, no, don't blow yeah. the whistle because the star says they got hit blow the whistle for what you see in the game. And if yeah. you make a mistake, then so be it, but don't try to overcorrect yourself because that's where the real issue lies. Yeah, it's kind of like with the with the replay too. Like what happened, you know, it's different. It's a little yeah. different than what you're talking about. But like, they spend so much time looking at the Jalen getting blocked and hit on the yeah. back of the, the other night, which they call the foul on the floor. And you know, you can clearly see he gets hit. But then they spend like nearly five minutes looking at yeah. it just to say, "Oh no, we were wrong." It's like I don't know. I I just I think a little consistency from the referees, and I, I'm with you, Steve. I think the players are partially to blame. Just you know how much um, complaining they can do. Oh or, yeah. 
the arm flailing, all that How stuff. How much they can get away well, with, too. And it's yeah. so much worse in the NBA, like, from the most yeah. basic point of the fact that these calls result directly into points. Like, they literally, yeah. yes. like, directly yes. send people to the line and give them sure. free opportunities at points. When you're talking about in football, like, yeah, you right. can call a pass interference that, or not call a pass interference that you thought should have been called, but that doesn't mean it's going to, like, you don't know what could have happened right. on that play. Or, like, a, a hit to a quarterback, like, yes, you might get 15 yards on a weak call, but that doesn't mean you're going to get a touchdown out of it. Like, you're mm-hmm. sending Anthony Davis to the yeah. line 12 sure. times in a quarter or whatever. Like, he's a 70% free throw shooter. Like, he's gonna, <laughs> that's that's 10, that's 10 free points, nine free points yeah. for this team in a game mm-hmm. that comes down to the wire. Like, it's, it's so much more it so, has such more of an impact on the game when these calls kind of happen like this in a game and it's like it is crazy to see like how much it has it hasn't really like it hasn't really gotten better since they put an emphasis on like flopping or anything. Like no. I feel like they've tried I think it's to gotten do all these worse. Yeah, I think it's gotten worse because I yeah. think like you said the players are now in everybody's ear and that's gotten more than selling the call with your body you sell the call by yelling it or getting into somebody's face. And they're like, all right, yeah, well, we're not going to take this abuse all night. Like we're just going to, we'll either give you a call or won't give you a call. And then that's how the way it goes. Uh, I mean, the dude, rest of the night, it's just, it's a, it's a shame to see, but it is how like you have to consider it every time you tune into a game, especially a big time, like a national TV game or anything else or a game with the Lakers involved. Usually like it's, there's going to be yeah. some kind of bias that you see from the refs. And you know it right away, and you're like, okay, well, this is what I have to deal with for the rest of the night. Like, I have to watch this game with this in the back of my head that the refs are going to call this a certain way. And it's, it's annoying. But the, but that's my thing. It's like I know they're going to call that way. And I, I know Bloomy said there's star bias. And I completely agree there's star bias. There's star bias across every league. But my biggest thing is that I'm tired of the refs being unsure and then being like, oh, it's a star. I'll call it, right? That's where my issue is. Um, If, if there's star bias and you're like, all right, like – you, you kind of know going into the game that LeBron's going to get a little more calls than someone else if it looks like it's a contact layup? Sure. I understand that. I get it. It happens in every league. However, I don't want to be watching a game, seeing LeBron go up the first time, little bit of contact, no call. He starts yelling at the ref, and then the next time down the court, same exact amount of contact happens, and a whistle's blown. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, you got to be consistent because yep. if you're not consistent, that players are just going to take advantage of this. And that's just going to piss more people off because like, why didn't you call this? But you call this now. And that's what I saw at the end of the Raptors Lakers game last night. And I hate keep bringing that up, but I watched that game. And like I said, I, it, it benefited me because I got the points for Anthony Davis, but yeah. it was crazy how many times, and it just took one or two times for LeBron and Anthony Davis to complain in the, in the third quarter, I think it was. And then in the fourth quarter, how many times, Anthony Davis would go up or LeBron would go up and they you would you would not hear the whistle until you'd see the ball that's not going in and it's like dude it's like it's you, you either for, call it right away you don't call it at all that's that's kind of what I was gonna say like even forget the outcome of the game forget that the discrepancy was so big the two to 23 free throws it's yeah. like one team shooting 23 free throws in a quarter is just bad for the product in general Agreed. Like, you yep. don't like you, that slows down the pace especially a fourth quarter of a game that is was seemingly close like it was a competitive game there wouldn't be this much outrage from the raptors coach if there was if it wasn't a competitive game just at the very least you're just taking away from the the pureness of the actual game of basketball and 
just even that can can suck sometimes when they just keep sending one team or one player to the line. It's like this this game has no flow. Now the other team's upset. You're handing out technicals. It's uh, it, yeah, it it can just spiral. And I think we've seen that a couple times this year. Definitely last night. I thought LeBron's comments were actually kind of funny. I thought it was uh, how after the game they asked him about it, and he was like, "I thought they were following us, and we weren't." Like, it's funny that like two days before that he was quote tweeting the Jalen Brown non-foul and he was like this is BS man like this went on a whole thing about how that was bullshit and then he's on the good end which like what are you supposed to say if you're LeBron and that's like I don't blame him at all I just thought it was hilarious and I think the style the Lakers played compared to the Raptors too the Lakers were gonna get more free throws at the end of that game and the Raptors but my thing is like if you got to be consistent with it because if you keep calling it like that on little stuff not only does it like benefit the Lakers with the free throws it benefits them the next trip down the court because the Raptors got played defense completely differently Scotty Barnes one of the best defenders in the NBA fouled out at the end of the game Emmanuel quickly fouled out like you're having Mm -hmm. their star players in foul trouble that benefits a team we see this all the time in the first half right there will be a couple quick fouls, and next thing you know, a guy who's a key part of the team's rotations on the bench for the majority of the first half because he's got two fouls or three fouls when maybe really only one of them should have been called. That changes the game too, not just the free throws, not just the guys you know getting you know into the bonus or whatever it is, but the players on the other end of the court getting in foul trouble when it really wasn't a foul. That like. To me, that changes. When I watch a basketball game, I want to watch the best of the best go at it, right? I, I yep. don't want to see a team benefit because one of the star players is got three fouls because he happens to guard Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, you know, goes up and complains after the first time and the next two trips down the court, same thing, and now you're calling a foul. That like, And, and it's just one example of a lot of players where that could be the case, right? But th- yeah. that that's my big issue. It's like – Every time, like, it looks like you're going up against a superstar. It's like when they don't get the call the first time, they're going to bark until they start getting the call. And it drives me nuts because I feel like it's either the refs trying to overcorrect themselves. I know there's going to be star bias, but it's like you got to be consistent. You just tell them, I'm not calling that. <laughs> you need more contact if I'm calling that. Yeah. Or you call that from the start and you call it for everyone. I agree. I'm being yeah. refs. Oh, yeah. They they're mental midgets, JBC. They're mental midgets. That's <laughs> what we're talking about here. They don't have a mind of their own, that, that, and that's the problem. And that's why I said, Dunny, it's partly the player's fault, right? Because yeah. if we didn't have these super superstars, faces of the league, constantly complaining, and I'm looking at the two of you right now, it's three of our favorite players are the main culprits of this. Oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say they're not. I'm not gonna say they're innocent. Like we, we know exactly what we're talking about here, but we gotta somehow, somehow stop that to a point because I'm tired. I'm tired of watching it, and it's like it's just not good for the league. During this whole, whole conversation, I'm just uh, pic- picturing Tatum's scowl that he always has on his face <laughs> after he goes to the hoop. Or if he falls down on a three-point attempt. I'm right. picturing Luca letting the Mavs play four on five because he's still <laughs> talking to the ref on the other half of the court. Yeah, yeah, that is. And that is. We know LeBron, right? Jake. We don't even need an example oh, from Le- him. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron will sit there and just yell and just don't does not play defense at all. He's like, I'm just gonna wait for the offense. I'll, I'll take no, these no. 24 and just hang out. The all-time <laughs> best LeBron one is what we got last year. Uh, Celtics oh. Lakers at the Garden. That was when Pat oh, Bev brought up the camera. Oh, with the- that was. <laughs> LeBron, and which- he- 
he's pointing to the and camp all the time. Moment. So and like, Ron, is, time Ron moment. is on his yeah. knees, like, like this is like <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to him in a basketball yeah. court. Oh. oh my god! Absolutely all time moment by Pat Bev, though. I'll never forget yeah. that. That was. <sighs> You can't, you can't, you can't. That, that, and when we watched that, when we reacted to that live, my I, my buddies were like, "This only happens in the NBA. This is the yeah, only yeah. thing, <laughs> only league. This is allowed." <laughs> it's, like, it's the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's saying that the Ooh. NBA refs job is easy. Um, I think you know, at the the very least, we can come away with this. Just asking for more consistency, I think that fixed a lot of this. Obviously, not all of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what a week to be an NBA referee. It's, and we're not even halfway through the season yet, guys. I know. Yeah. So, um, hopefully we're not know, even in postseason games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, uh, I'm sure, you know, of course there's going to be more drama that, that much is, is for sure. We love and, the drama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and in, in a weird way, we're looking forward to the drama for the rest of the season. Um, you guys have anything else at the end here? Can't think of any other. The only thing I got going on. is my what win streaks picks. Oh, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Uh, I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder, nice thirty-five points. And could be could be the South Beach, you know, South Love Beach it. flu, whatever else. I'm I'm going with the Thunder. I think they lock it in today. I like the Bulls tonight, thirty-seven. I'm going with safer picks tonight. I'm going okay. a little safer. I'm not trying to get the under. Okay. The has been messing me up a little bit. So I'm going to stay away from that. And then in some college basketball, oh, just take Kansas. Kansas at UCF. I think Kansas gets it done. I, think I like that. Points. I like that. I like that. That that can get you about 100 points today. It's like a 36, a 37, and a 23. So you're, it's close to 100. That's what I want. I just want 100 points. That, that's my new strategy. If I can get to 100 points a day, I feel like you're in a good spot with the win streaks, win streaks app. And then once you get to the end of the week, if you're looking at a good total, then you start taking some chances. Look at those weekend games. And you're like, oh, maybe I like this underdog here in this spot. And then you take a couple swings, you know. That's what I'm going with. I'm going safe tonight. I like it. I like it. I like it. Donnie, what you got? We need, we need, we need a score prediction. I don't even care about a win streaks prediction. Score prediction. Celtics T Wolves because I know what you're taking at win streaks. Come on, now. I already know what you're taking at win streaks. I don't need that. I, need I a have score one that, that would surprise you, but um, I will okay. give you a score prediction. I think the Celtics win this game against the Timberwolves one, 117 to 106. I think there we go. They keep, okay. they keep the home streak going. No Gobert tonight for the Timberwolves. No KP for the Celtics. So a big for a big down there. I think uh, I think the Jays will attack the rim. Tatum had 32 and Brown had 26 in the first meeting, I think. And Ant Edwards stole the ball from Tatum on the last possession in overtime and kind of talked his shit afterwards, you know, which is perfectly fair. He had every right to do so. But uh, if I know Jason Tatum, he likes bounce back games. He didn't play last game for the Celtics, so he's got fresh legs. I think uh, I gave out my prop pick of the night earlier today, though. It's Jason Tatum on the points. I believe it was 25.5 earlier today. I think it's probably 26.5 now, maybe even higher. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the C's taking it. I do have them on win streaks. I also have uh, UMass basketball Ooh, on win okay. streaks, starting out hot Ooh. in the A-10. And who am I? I think I was on the Thunder as well, Jake. 
I'm on the Colorado Avalanche in hockey. There we go. And I'm on the Atlanta Hawks over the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, the like that list 76ers? I don't yeah. like that. I'm I'm similar with you guys uh with OKC. I got OKC. I'm actually JBC cover your ears. I'm taking the Rockets over the Bulls. I'm Ooh, taking the I'm taking the Rockets no. over the Bulls. Um, and then college basketball. You guys don't. College basketball season starting up. We're in conference play now. I think these conference play games really matter, especially to the two his, yeah, historic especially, night last night. Especially, especially in the home team when you know you got a pretty good team coming into town. Xavier home. Xavier home against UConn. Xavier is uh Xavier's home dog. You know the home, I love the home dogs, especially like when a big, a big team comes into town. Give me Xavier. I think 66 points on that too. Oh, you know, you know I love when it's over 50 on win streaks. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out for me, but I'll still take it anyways. <laughs> Steve, JVC is not happy with you. I know JVC's not happy with me. I know he's not, but you know what? I'm sorry. I got I got the better team with more points, JBC. What do you want me to do? That's a good point. What do you want me to do, JBC? I can't say no. And you know what? I hope the Bulls win. I hope they win, JBC. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. We did have a, we had a historic college basketball night last night. Number one and number two yeah, going down since I think it was the first time since 2016 it happened. Nope. Only first a couple of times it's happened I mean, in history. It was a great game of what an environment for Iowa State. The, oh the Cyclones, uh, Houston coming in now. Houston a part of a Big Twelve. I think people forget that. Like Houston's playing a Mickey Mouse schedule. It's well not anymore. No, not yeah, anymore. No. They're going to have to prove themselves in conference play now. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And then uh, Nebraska. Just yeah. See, I was more Purdue too. I, I think just the Iowa State up. was only a, a point and a half underdogs last night, so it wasn't like a. It was a close spread think, and everything. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska was a shock. Nebraska was a yeah. shock. Big one. Yeah. Big one for Nebraska. And that's the thing. That's why I love this part of college basketball. Once you get into conference play, it's really like you see the crowds get into it for these big home games when a ranked team's coming to town and. You know I love that. It makes it chaotic, the bubble pitcher, everything. Oh, we got so much basketball options now, boys. So I was going to say, it's it's really beautiful, guys. College football is over. College basketball, full gear. NBA, obviously full gear right now. Basketball season. We, it's basketball yeah, season. It's Donnie. the best. Best time say. of year. Uh, we, we gave you guys our picks on win streaks tonight. Remember to download the app. Use our referral code h h h when you stop sign up start winning cash prizes five picks per day 100 percent free to play we already know you're watching these games pick who you want to win accumulate points and then win cash prizes the contest runs every week monday to sunday again use our code h h h in the referral code spot and you will be entered to win a 50 dollar game time gift card we're going to announce it on the show next week, January 17th. Uh, be there or be square. Go download Win Streaks. Use our code HHH and enjoy the Ooh, basketball, guys. Have a nice night, Later, guys.